0: Graphs the Bible is a podcast of Spring Baptist Church that walks through selected books of the Bible, verse by verse, as well as spends time exploring biblical ideas and topics to help you understand and apply God's word in your daily life. Pastor Dale Stein of our Klein campus will be leading each week's study. This is our 88th episode, and this is our third in our series for Advent. Pastor Dale, it is good to see you today. Thank you, good to be here. And it's good for all of everyone to be listening to us. They can't see us, thank goodness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're looking a little rough today, but that's okay. Uh, We are in the midst of our Advent. Do you want to maybe give everybody a little bit of a
1: catch-up to remind them what we've talked about the last two weeks? Yeah, so again, Advent is the four weeks leading up to Christmas. And each week has a particular theme. So uh, back in week one, we looked at the theme of hope. Uh, Last time we looked at preparation, getting ready for the season. And today we are going to be looking at the theme of joy. That sounds great. Is there anything we need to be kind of keying in on as we listen to today's study? Yeah, it's fascinating in Matthew's account that of all the people who were filled with joy about finding this Jewish king, it wasn't the citizens of Jerusalem wasn't the Jewish people. It wasn't the Jewish religious leaders. It wasn't the Jewish king. No, it was pagans who had traveled from an entire other country who were the ones to be most excited and filled with joy about finding this newborn king. I think there's a lot here. You want to jump right into it? Absolutely. Well, welcome to week three of our Advent series. And today we're going to be talking about joy. And we're going to be looking into the story of the visit of the wise men in Matthew chapter 2. And specifically today we're focusing on Matthew chapter 2 verses 10 and 11. So let's take a look from the New American Standard Bible and see what those verses say. Says this: When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And after they came into the house, they saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented to him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now, the they in this story are the three wise men from the east. These men are not kings, as the song that we're all familiar with states, but rather they are astrologers or magicians. These Gentile pagans had traveled from Iran, probably, somewhere around 1,200 miles, to bring gifts to honor Jesus, this newborn king of the Jews. They followed a star until they came to the house where Jesus was. Some speculate that the star could have been a meteor or comet, or even a conjunction of two planets. but. I believe this was a supernatural event from God himself to lead these wise men to Jesus. And perhaps it was something like the Shekinah glory uh, of God that appeared in the sky. Now, if you recall from the Old Testament, this glory was what guided the Israelites out of slavery in Egypt as they went to the promised land and went before them as a pillar of fire by night and as a cloud by the day. So, after traveling for what was was probably at least two months, they arrive in Jerusalem to ask about the location of this newborn baby. And the people don't know, but the religious leaders do. They say the Messiah will be born in Bethlehem, just five miles away. Even though King Herod, the religious leaders, and the Jews in Jerusalem did not make the brief journey to see Jesus, these Persian wise men did. And when they saw the star that led them from Jerusalem to Bethlehem, they were overjoyed because they knew they were close to reaching their final destination. Notice that Mary and Jesus were in a house, not a manger. Jesus was probably a toddler by now, at most two years old. When the wise men found him, they acted in a manner worthy of royal treatment. They bowed down and worshipped this baby king. We don't read of them worshipping the one appointed the king of the Jews, which was Herod. He was the one recognized by the people and the government as king. No, they paid homage to the one that God had revealed as the true king. Matthew goes out of his way to emphasize the depth, or maybe even the height, of the Magi's joy. They not only rejoiced, but did so with a joy that was both great and extreme. The intensity of their joy in the divine guidance, um, in seeing this child Messiah, is obvious. They met Jesus and were overjoyed. And this should describe our conversion as well. When we encounter the King, we should have been overwhelmed with indescribable joy. Joy at knowing our sins have been forgiven. Joy at knowing our eternity in heaven is secured. Joy at knowing we are part of God's family and will receive an eternal inheritance. Joy at knowing God's unmerited love is for us. Joy at knowing we were no longer children of wrath. So how about you? Does this describe how you felt when you first met the king? Is this how you feel now when you come to church to worship him? Or what about during your times alone with him during the week? Are they marked by a feeling of overwhelming joy by being in his presence? As part of their worship, these wise men brought gifts worthy of a king. Much has been opined about the significance of these gifts and what each one means. Now, I think some of these speculations go too far, but the point is that they were rare and expensive gifts, all appropriate for royalty they were wise enough to worship him when they found him this point is really important because some people seek even though they do not want to find the truth and embrace it paul spoke of these people when he warned timothy of those who were always learning but never able to acknowledge the truth in second timothy 37 some people love unbelief and they use their accumulated knowledge as justification for it The wise men, however, they weren't like this. They wanted to know about Jesus, and they were not interested in this knowledge for its own sake. They knew when they found him that they would worship him and give him their gifts. So now what about you? How are you worshiping your king? What gifts are you bringing him? Are you bringing him the very best, or are you bringing him what's left? see this is the thing when we don't put god first we will give him whatever is leftover in our lives now i have a family of of lots of kids and some eat leftovers and some won't because leftovers it's that they're left over from the best when the meal was served hot and i think so many times many christians give god their leftovers Here's my leftover time. Here are my leftover resources. Here's my leftover money. You can have it after I've used these things that you've given me for my own good. So again, my question to you is what gifts are you bringing your king?
0: Thank you for that. Now, as we do every time we come together, uh, the, the Bible is great and wonderful to study. It's beautiful. There are a lot of great stories in it. Um, I believe they're all true. Um but it's it's a beautiful work of literature, but none of that r- really matters to our daily life if if we don't apply it mm-hmm. so believing that it's true, believing that the spirit of God in you know inspired it, what is the message for us today, and how does it affect our lives?
1: Well, I think one of the points Matthew is making is that the gospel is for everyone, and what's amazing about this and when we look at luke's uh uh description of the nativity in luke chapter 2 we see some common themes back in luke's gospel he talks about the shepherds uh, were the ones who heard this great news and they went to see mary and the baby so again shepherds were a despised class of people very common usually thought of as dirty but yet god chose to reveal to them the birth of the messiah here god chose these pagan men who were from another country, and they were really astrologers. And again, if we look back in the Old Testament here, things like magicians and all this stuff was really condemned. And, but yet God chose to reveal the birth of the Messiah to these men who traveled from afar. So what it tells me is that the gospel is for everyone. God chose to reveal the birth of his son to people who were Gentiles, people like me and you, far from him. To show that the coming of the Messiah came for everyone, not just God's Jewish people.
0: Do you think that sometimes God has to do that to wake us up from our religion and remember that it's a relationship?
1: Yes, because here's the thing is that if we've been a Christian for a while, we can get so good at following the rules that somehow or another we think we're in this exclusive club and we think, oh, I'm good because I do this. I go to church, I tithe, I read my Bible. I go to all the studies that that the church has for me here. So I'm better than other people. And so this account reminds us that, no, the gospel is for for everyone. And it's so much more than rule following, which I think sometimes if we're not careful, we can easily slip into of, I do these things, therefore I'm good and I'm in the family. And I think- what can happen to us is we can forget the joy and the wonder of what it was like when we were saved, when God chose to save us and picked us up out of the mess that we were in. we lose that joy. And instead of finding joy in the relationship, we take satisfaction in following rules. That's pretty intense. Now I I also, I sort
0: of wonder God in knowing us, we look at the old Testament and we see that there are, lots of feasts,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like things where he ordained and said, you need to stop and remember this, you know, and we've talked about this a little bit, but you know, that every year you see all this stuff about Chris, you know, Christmas is pig and blah, 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 blah you know, the timing of it. Mm-hmm. But the fact is we do need on a regular basis to be reminded of these things mm-hmm. that we, um, we get out of, out of the track, you know, off base. And I think, in God's sovereignty, you know you and I are in the church business mm-hmm. um, We deal with a lot of people, and one of the things that I notice is D- December, January, sometimes November, sometimes February, a lot of folks are passing. We mm-hmm. do a lot of funerals here at Spring Baptist mm-hmm. and it's amazing that this time of year it's hard when you lose somebody, however, with God is constantly focusing in on this joy and the salvation. I I find it utterly curious in his big plan that one of the hardest times of year, right in the middle of that is a time to remind us that he has a plan Mm -hmm. and that plan can pull us through and we can still remain joyful in the midst of all the ugliness.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because we know that this world isn't all there is. This life is not all that there is. And so I think this is why it's so important in the hectic craziness of our lives to take regular breaks. And this is why it was so important for God's people to take the Sabbath rest, to take that day, to renew their relationship with the Lord. And I think if we don't take those regular breaks, it's very easy for us to get so caught up in the hectic, hecticness. hecticness? Whatever. And the busyness of life here, that we can lose that joy. Uh, Every day becomes a grind. One day turns into another. Nothing is like that. And we don't pause and reflect and look back and evaluate our lives and say, How has my life been different since I've encountered Jesus? And if we don't do that regularly, it can become very easy for us to slip into this habitual cycle of things and become very cynical, in fact, over time
0: now I love every agree with everything you said i think there's some clarification here though Mm -hmm. our society okay so quick let's back up three weeks ago my wife and i are talking we're having a conversation and she brings up this worship leaders facebook group and if you're on that group and you're listening i'm really sorry about what i'm about to say but all these folks went on this tirade about um what they do for their sabbath and not one of them we're talking about Jesus, the church, spending time with God's people, worshiping God. We have to remember that the Sabbath is about rest, is about fo- focusing and healing, all that, but it's about Him being the center of that process. Mm-hmm. And so, a lot of times in our American culture, Sabbath to us is, well, I'm just going to rest and not go to church because I don't. But what God says is, come rest in me. Mm-hmm. I will bring you rest, all who are weary and heavy burden come to me and i think we've cut him out of the process and we wonder why we can't rest Mm -hmm. and so that's why i love christmas but i also you know how i feel about this if you're listening to this go to church on christmas yes (laughs) because it's about jesus if you want to rest rest in the one who created it Mm -hmm. you know anyway sorry my soapbox i'm back down i'm sitting back in my chair um anything you have to say to kind of wrap us up
1: today Yeah, so I think it's important for us too to look at these gifts that the wise men bring. Again, a lot has been said about these gifts. We're not going to get into that, but here's the thing. They offered something to this king because he was worthy of that. And so my question to each one of us is, what are you offering to Jesus? What is a gift worthy that you can bring the one who saved your eternal soul? And be thinking about what can you give him? And I think course the only thing that we can really give to him is our hearts and once we give him our heart then he has everything else as well so what gift are you bringing the king as you give gifts to other people what gift are you bringing the one who made all this possible
0: oh what a beautiful statement and it reminds me of the prettiest christmas song i think there is out there we we don't sing it in our churches because it's kind of lofty but it's called in the bleak midwinter And it was a poem, and it says, In the bleak midwinter, frosty wind made moan. Earth stood hard as iron, uh, water like a stone. And that snow had fallen, snow on f- snow, snow on snow. In the bleak midwinter, beautiful song. But 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 then it's talking about this person It goes, What can I give him, poor as I am? If I were a wise man, you know, I might bring him a lamb. But then it goes on, and it says this, In the bleak win- midwinter, I am poor. What can I give him? I can give him my heart. Mm-hmm. And and this idea and I, it goes back to the world that the world's frosty and cold and hard, but the the Savior what he's looking for is those intimate warm moments in the peacefulness of his presence, mm-hmm. and they will change us. Yes, I might even tag that song on the end. So after I say uh, goodbye, if you hold on for like five seconds, I'll, I'll I'll find a beautiful version of that song for you to listen to after we're done on the podcast today. All right, because it, it's a great song to kind of let your heart roll into. I've never done that before. We should try that. All right, sounds good to me. Okay, great, great. And and anything else as as we get ready for next week, which will be our final uh, Advent podcast?
1: Mm -hmm. um, It's been kind of fun. It's interesting, different. Yep, I've been enjoying it. This has been great taking a break from the the book of Mark and really getting our hearts right and focusing on uh, this season as we prepare to celebrate the birth of our Savior and his ultimate return as well.
0: Well, very good. Well, thank you for joining us today. As always, like and share the podcast. I I just, uh, we were just talking and and we just uh, crested over 5,000 downloads. So that's great. Thank you for listening. We hope that this helps you in your daily walk with Jesus. Join us next week as we continue with our final uh, episode in our series on Advent. And remember after I say thank you and goodbye, uh, wait a few seconds and I'll have a song tagged on here. It it really means a lot to me. So I, I hope it blesses your heart. So have a great week. We'll talk to you next week.